When we got Verizon 5G home internet, it sounded like it could handle all our needs. But one thing it couldn't handle was our frustration. And hey, we deserve reliable internet. It's time for better internet. Fast, reliable internet. Switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Verizon 5G facts. Hi, this is Marissa Meyer. And this is Delaney. And this is Sloan. And you're listening to the Prince Kai Fan Pod. Welcome to episode 136 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast, where Captain is King, Marissa is Queen, and I am your host, Bethany Finger. This episode is brought to you by Rampy and Crew patron supporters. Thank you very much. Today we have a new guest. It's the first time I've ever had you on, so I would like you to introduce yourself and then tell me all about Marissa Meyer. Hi, um, I'm Dari Bogart. Um, I don't know what else to say about myself. You're an awesome <laughs> You're just- bookstagrammer. Yes, yeah. So I have a bookstagram. I abandoned it for a really long time, but I'm posting again pretty regularly. Um, and my brother is Drew, who's been on here, um, and he's a um, he hosts the Slippers and Spindles podcast, of which I've been a guest on there too. Um, so my Marissa Meyer journey probably began, I don't know how many years ago, but I bought, I know I bought the ebook of Cinder because it was on sale for like a dollar, and I read the first couple chapters and I kind of put it down and read some other books and didn't go back to it until I think when. Cress came out or around the time that I was like, oh, there's a Rapunzel one. I was like, oh, okay, I should go back and read these. So I went back and read them all. And then um, at that point, Winter had come out too. So I read Winter. So I read them all. Loved them. Um, I love how she incorporates all the fairy tales. Um, those details were really um, amazing to me, like in Cress the Rampion and the references to the fairy tales. Um, so yeah, I've always really enjoyed them. And then in March 2020, um, she had um, Marissa was touring for her the new covers of the books, like the Ever After tour, I think she called it. Mm-hmm. And so I actually, so um, I went and so I reread the books all before then. And so it was amazing. Um, it was really fun because my uh, husband tagged along with me um, and he had no idea what he was in store for. Um, <laughs> he didn't like had no idea the comp like comprehension of how popular these books were. Um, and we Not got there. Popular. Yeah, we went there pretty early. Like as <laughs> soon as he got home from work, we drove over. So we were there pretty early. And I was like, well, I don't know if there'll be a line or not, but we'll just go and see. And if there's not, then we can go like kill time somewhere else and then come back. And like we got there probably, probably at least two hours early and there were already at least 30 people in line. So we got in line and um, yeah, it was filled to the point where there was like standing room only for people. Like they packed so many people. And I remember thinking, I was like, they've been talking about that coronavirus thing. I feel like this may not be a good idea to have all of us in this room. <laughs> and it was like, um, and it was like, oh, like two days later, everything shut down. <laughs> so, but it was really fun. It was really fun to hear Marissa talk about how she created the books and um, all of the backstory. And she read the fairy tale of Rapunzel. So that was really fun. And uh, when I met her, you know, you're, I was super awkward as one is when you're meeting like an idol. <laughs> and I was like, 
She's like, who's your favorite? And I was like, oh, Crest, because I love Rapunzel. And then I like felt the need to clarify that I was like, well, I liked Rapunzel before Tangled because of, I was because of Into the Woods. Right? Yeah. She's like, oh, I love Into the Woods. I love the princes. And I was like, yeah, me too. And I was like super dorky, but I was like, yeah, it was really funny. I was like, I have to clarify that I liked Rapunzel before everyone else. What are you currently reading? <laughs> I uh, just finished a book that I did not like. Um, the Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. Um, the premise was really interesting, and I love anything that is like dual, like historical, and then also modern day. Um, but uh, it didn't do it for me. Um, like that was the one. Um, I had like two hours left on the audiobook, and I wanted to DNF it, but I was just upped my speed, and I was like, "We're gonna power through this." <laughs> um, but I'm also reading. I read multiple books at a time, so I'm also reading uh, "Rebel Rose" by Emma Thorold. I literally just bought that. <sighs> it's I'm yeah, really enjoying it so far. Are, like free if you bought like twenty dollars oh. or more, you got the book for free. If you were like a that's memble, awesome. member, member. If you were a member, yeah. and I was like, yes, yeah, that looks like something to do with Beauty and the Beast or something. Yeah, so it's Beauty and the Beast, but um, after happily ever after, and then set in the French Revolution. So exciting! Yeah, so and I love French Revolution books too. So super excited to um, read that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm only like five or six chapters into it, so I'm not super into it, but. Uh, I'm really enjoying it so far, except the Beast's name is Leo, and I just don't like that. <laughs> That's fair. I was just like, ah, eh, he's Adam to me. He'll always be Adam. It's unofficial, but I don't care. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so I am almost done. I just, I got a copy of Sense and, and, oh my God, I cannot talk today. I got a copy of Sense and Second Degree Murder. Uh, Terza Price and uh, Harper Publishing. So I'm reading that. It comes out in April and it's just as good as Pride and Premeditation was. I love it so much. And um, I also just found out like 20 minutes ago that I got an advanced copy of Once Upon a K-Pop or Once Upon a K-Prom. So I'm really excited to read that, even though I have no idea what it's about. I just saw the name in the cover and I was like, yes, I want this. Nice. (laughs) It comes out in May. Um. Oh, what was remind me? What was the first book you just said? Sense and Second Degree Murder by Terza. Oh Pum. yeah, I, I those looked really good. I want to read the first one. The first one I, is amazing, and this one is amazing so far. Like I just started it, but um, it's really really good. And I think actually, she's on to something. I think she might be starting a whole new trend that I really hope continues. I've actually never read Pride and Prejudice, but I love Pride and Prejudice retellings. <laughs> so I want to reread that. I want to read that one. Um, um, if you want to like skip reading it, you can watch all the movies and stuff. But yeah, I've seen the movies. Yeah, I've seen the movies. I really liked um, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah, the movie of that one is better than the book of that one. Yeah, um, I believe that's also that. my husband's um, favorite. Like, because the poor guy, he sat through a lot of Pride and Prejudice retelling movies with me. Um, yeah, he, he loves that one because he thinks that Darcy is like a complete badass, and he loves that he wears like a giant duster all the time. It's just fun and wacky and stupid, but it's great. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, just sheer perfection. And I, I think yeah. if I had to pick an absolute favorite 
quote retelling, it would probably be Bridget Jones's diary just because oh, I love yeah. those movies and the books are so funny. And um, I think we all have like crushes on Colin Firth, <laughs> but I, I love that Colin yeah. Firth played Darcy in the BBC adaptation of Pride and Prejudice and then also plays Darcy in the retelling yeah. of Pride and Prejudice. It's so, did you know? So there's a, an, editions of classic books a ser- a set that ha- they're called like the pulp fiction covers and they have like celebrities on the covers and they're but they're made to look like pulp classics and the one for pride and prejudice has uh, a colin firth as darcy on the cover <laughs> pulp fiction covers of books pride i'm googling <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just mentioned it because I was just talking to Drew. Oh my I, gosh, I love this. This is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, because the Alice in Wonderland one has Judy Garland on it. That's fantastic. Um, this makes me really yeah. happy. Yeah, and I have the picture of Dorian Gray one with uh, Ryan Gosling Oh my gosh, it. that's awesome. They're very fun. <laughs> I, I love when books um, sort of reinvent themselves with new covers and not new covers in terms of like movie covers because I'm not a fan of that um right but I I like when they sort of reinvent themselves and try to target like a new generation I think that's um I think that's part of why the Lunar Chronicles is having kind of a a second wave is because the new uh book covers came out and they're so um engaging I don't necessarily think they're accurate but they are beautiful and they're very eye-catching oh yeah I love them. Um, I rebought the whole set. Same. <laughs> when they came out. I own so many copies of so many books. It's like, yeah. I think I own at yeah. least two copies of every Marissa book. Three if you include the fact that I have all the audiobooks. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I have, I mean, I don't know how many editions of certain classics. Because I like, I like to collect little, like, um, different versions of children's classics. Oh, fun. So, like, there's the puffin ones that are, um, like, in a form of rainbow. And then I have the Mina Lima pop-up editions of classics, too. So there's be books like Alice in Wonderland or um, Anna Green Gables that I have just, like, multiple copies of because I have you know, so many I haven't versions. read it yet, but I just picked up a book called Anne of Manhattan. Oh, I liked that one. I'm, I read I'm that really one. I'm really excited to read it. I didn't I haven't gotten to it yet. It's one of those things like yeah. one of my favorite things is to go to Books a Million and just grab like four things from their bargain section cuz you can get a brand new book for like 3. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. and so it was in there, so Yeah, no, I really liked that one. You will love it. It's a really fun romance. I'm excited to to read it and revisit that kind of story cuz it's been a long time since I've read um Anne of Green Gables. I keep wanting to do a yeah. reread of uh, Little Women, too, ever since that adaptation came out a couple years ago. Yeah. For Christmas, I got this really cool edition of Little Women that has um, all the letters in it. Aww. So, like, as you read it, it has the actual letters there you know, um, with think, it. So I think Cassie was telling me about how she has a copy of Pride and Prejudice that has all the letters in it. Yeah, Drew actually he gave it to a bunch of people, someone for um, Christmas too. Aww. That's and so I, he told my mom about the Little Women one, and so then my mom got me that one. Um, so I'm really excited to reread it with that too, because yeah, ever I I don't think I have reread it since seeing the new one. So the and new I love one the new movie. I absolutely loved, also because I'm a big fan of Timothy Chalamet and Florence. Pugh. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, the, the new one I absolutely loved. Um, and it definitely made me want to revisit the book, but you know, time. <laughs> yeah, right. Sometimes yeah. It's, it's a very long like, book. <laughs> yeah, I'll revisit this book I've read a million times when your TBR pile is like screaming at you. Yes. Yeah. This year I'm trying to prioritize books that I own but haven't read yet. Yes. Like a book that's uh, on my shelf but I haven't got to yet. Yeah, because I listed them all in a note on my phone and it was almost 100. So I was like, all right. <laughs> mine's, I would say mine's like at least 60% of what's on these shelves I haven't read yet. Yeah. I was a bookseller for like four years. Yeah. So we can get books for so cheap because we got a discount. Um, you get a lot of books. <laughs> yeah, I used to work at a uh, a local bookstore, and we always got such great books. And then we'd also get books that people would, like, bring in for trade credit, and we'd get advanced books. And it's like – and while I was working there, like, oh, one of yeah. the perks was you got one free new book a month. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, like, half of these books are just things that I grabbed while I was there because I was like, that looks amazing, but I haven't actually yeah. gotten to it yet. Yeah. I When I – the last time I moved, I finally – got rid of all my arcs that I had been hoarding because I had so many. <laughs> I gave them to a, uh, most of them were middle grade. So I gave them to a local bookstore that has a middle grade book club. Oh, that's awesome. So that they could all have them. Yeah. Because I was just like, okay, I don't need these because I was uh, I was the children's lead at Barnes and Noble. So I worked so they I automatically got all the middle grade ones. That is awesome. Yeah. I would work at a place like that just to get the advanced books. Oh, yeah, it was great but then I ended up having so much and I had already moved once with them and I was like I'm not moving again with all of these books <laughs> we move um every like f- five to six years because we're military um, oh yeah but I just I need them so much that I don't care <laughs> yeah well and also part of it too is like when you know you get married and you both realize how much stuff you both have yeah. so it's like cutting down on things I could and also it just depends on like what it is that you're trying to cut down on. Like um, right, yeah. For for me I I think about it sometimes and then Quentin is like you're just going to repurchase it later, right? And I was like <laughs> uh I might. And he's like if you see it somewhere are you just going to repurchase it later? And I'm like probably. And he's like then we're not getting rid of it. We'll just keep it. Yeah. And, like, and the other day I was like I'm running out of space on my bookshelves like He's like, I'll just buy you another bookshelf. I'm like, but we don't even have somewhere to put it and we're moving in two <laughs> months. Like, the problem is that, like, there's nowhere to put it in my room. Yeah. He's going to go in his in his office is what's going to happen. My office is full. So I'm going to start shoving, <laughs> putting bookshelves in his office, too. Yeah, I started getting pretty brutal with books I unhaul, too. Um so I, um, if, if I know I'm not going to reread it and I'm not going to want to give it to someone else to read, then I'll probably just unhaul it. Yeah. But again, that's after years and years and years of piling up books that I'm finally was like, okay, especially like books like thrillers that I know I'm never going to reread because I know the ending now. I think for me, I need to, what I want to do is prioritize series that I started but haven't finished. So like, Oh, yeah. Ranger's Apprentice. Um, That's a long series. I know, but I loved the first, like, three books that I read. I absolutely loved them. So I really want to read that one. Um, I – God, everyone listening, please don't at me. I finally started (laughs) the Akatar series, and I loved the first one. It was so, 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 so good. Um, But I just could not get into the second one. So – 
Oh, so a lot of people tell me it's the opposite because I hated the first book and everyone told me that the second book was so much better. I really liked the first book, but also someone had told me the first book was a Beauty and the Beast retelling. So I think I was looking for all of those elements and I was listening to the audiobook at 1.5 speed. So I got through it pretty quickly just because of that. Yeah. I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Um. And then they were like, oh, you got to read the second one. I'm like, well, if I didn't like the first one, like, Why would I like and it's the this second? long of a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's this long of a book, like, do you know how many other books I have that I could be reading? Like, Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at right now is because also like the um, Stalking Jack the Ripper series. I loved their first one. I'm having trouble getting into the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to prioritize like finishing a series. So, Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of my goal last year was to finish all the series that I'd started. Because mm-hmm. also um, sometimes I get books like um, the advanced copy books I get from like NetGalley or sometimes the the bookshop that I, I work for, um, they cut back because of COVID. They actually are basically a buy as you go. They have like a stall in an antique place now and that's it. Um, but uh-huh. I do still, I will still get advanced copies and write reviews for their website and stuff. So oh, yeah. um, if I get those, obviously I'll read them, but yeah. I really want to prioritize series that I haven't finished. Cause also like I haven't finished um, the Miss Peregrine series. I loved the first three books, but I got burnt out on them really quickly. So I haven't gotten to the other three. Um, Cause also it's a much longer series than I thought it was going to be. I kind of thought the third book was the end. I didn't realize it was going to keep yeah. going. So now I'm not even sure where it's going to go. Yeah, I thought that was a trilogy too. And I remember the fourth one came out and I was like, uh-huh, I thought these were over. Yeah, I remember oh, well. the fourth one come out and I was like, maybe it's like a Stars Above situation. Um, and then I saw the fifth one and I was like, oh, we're not done yet. Okay, well, all right. Um, <laughs> I think those um, ha- those that one could have been a really great standalone too. I think because I read the first one and I was like, I wanted it to be a standalone. And I remember being kind of frustrated that it wasn't. I was like, I feel like. It's one of those where like the sequel was kind of mad, but I loved the ending of the third book. Well, not the ending itself, but like the climactic chapters were really good. Um, So like, I'm kind of curious to see where it goes, but I also kind of like "Eh," about it. Um, But yeah, there's, there's, I think those might be the only three series I've started, but haven't finished is, um, Ranger's Apprentice, Akatar, Miss Peregrine. Oh, and Stalking Jack the River. So there's four series that I started but haven't finished. So I kind of want to prioritize those. And yeah. then I will also focus on like my fun TBR stuff. And I'm trying really hard to not do any rereads this year because oh, it would be hard for me. from my TBR pile a lot. So yeah, I'm wor- I'm wor- we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm working on it. <laughs> it might never. Yeah, be a I thing. know. I I love and I uh, I didn't get a library card as an adult until just a couple of years ago, and I've loved like having access to like the backlist titles of like teen books that I used to read. So yes. like when I first got it, I like reread the entire um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants book. Those hold up, girl. They're so good. <laughs> They're so, so good. Well. <laughs> I want them to make a third movie so badly. I just want um, that last movie because especially they're yeah. all at the age now where they could do that last movie. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it would be perfect and like they would win Oscars. Probably not. But in my head they would win Oscars. 
because it's just so good. Um, but yeah, like rereading those, I reread. I even regret a boxcar children book because I was well, like, oh, I remember I really got, liking this one. Um, my my friend just gave me a copy of the um, Babysitter's Club graphic novel. Oh, I love those. So I'm really excited to revisit that because I loved the Babysitter's Club books. My favorite was Claudia Gets Her Man. Have you uh, seen that? Have you seen the Netflix series? No, but I did learn about it recently because um, my nieces are watching it, which makes me really happy. It's so good. Like, I like it's one of the best like book to series adaptations. Like, it's so good. The girls they got are perfect. They do like the perfect amount of modernizing storylines and stuff. Like and including like more relevant issues. It's just it's so good. I can't I can't praise it enough. Like the second season has Claudia and the good and the hard goodbye. Um and I was just like sobbing the whole episode. Oh. It was so good. It's like so much fun to revisit that stuff. There's um an author named Ellen Conford. Um, and she was basically the Meg Cabot of the 70s and the 80s. Like, she just wrote oh, yeah. teen fiction like crazy. And I remember when I was in high school, um, my high school had, like, all of her books. And I just – I consumed them so much. And as an adult, I was never able to find them. And then a few years ago, my boss at the local bookstore uh, found them online and ordered all of them for me. Um, and so I did a reread of all of those books and they're all like 200 pages or less. So it's a really fast read. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like hypnotized by what was going on. I'm looking them up. I don't, I don't recognize these titles. I mean, they're literally just like, it's just like a teen book, you know? Yeah. It's it's all basic teen stuff, just like very Meg Cabot-esque. Um, yeah. And, and I love them so much. My favorite is, um, I really like You Never Can Tell. And um, I love the genie with the blue hair. The things I did for love is also good. Crush is cute because it's like all these short stories. Like, okay, I'm just going to list all of them. If I oh, that's fine. Oh, okay. They're all covers. really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I loved the Meg Cabot, all of her books too. I devoured them. She's just, she's incredible. Her, so... When I first started thinking of doing this podcast, I had also considered doing a Meg Cabot podcast. Oh. And um, I have had people where they're like, well, what would you do uh, if you could do any other podcast where it was like chapter by chapter books? What would you do? And I used to say Meg Cabot, but I would think, I think now it would be Rochelle Mead. I would love to do like Vampire Academy, Soundless, the Bloodline series, the Glittering Court series, which was amazing, even the graphic novels. Like I would love to deep dive into those at some point um especially now that it's getting a tv series oh that's fine yeah i'm super excited for that if we only we could manifest a lunar chronicle series we are trying <laughs> i know oh, i know i know and that like when she posted that they'd sent her like flowers or something yes. i'm like please let this be a good sign <laughs> hey everyone editing bethany here So when Dari and I recorded this episode, it was in late December, early January. So there had not been an announcement of the TLC animation upcoming series from Locksmith Studios. So I like to think we kind of, this was uh, us manifesting that dream into fruition. Okay, back to the episode. 
And then, of course, I think Renegades would make an amazing anime. Oh, yeah. Like, in the style of, like, Avatar. Yes. Yeah, it would be so good. Or My Hero Academia style. Yeah. That I love. Yeah, and it definitely, I think Renegades, I would want it to be animated. Because it's so cartoonish. Like, comic-y style. She's so good at writing that style. And she's so good at, like, capturing the adventure action story, but also including all of the fun stuff that you want in a story, like character development and romance and friendship and family dynamics and political uh, climates that are constantly, like, changing and adjusting and how that affects our our community and our government and our country. And, I mean, there's so many ideas explored in, like, one series and... It's just, it's crazy how someone can do all of that and just like three or four I know. pages. She's like a wizard. Like, she has the magic touch. Girl's talented. Yep. In case you can't tell, this is a Marissa Meyer fan cast. <laughs> Speaking of talent, we are going to talk about Fan Art Friday. Yeah, I love these pictures. So beautiful. First one is from Reunite on DeviantArt. I've also been saving these for our our Scarlet and Wolf Reunited episodes, so I'm super excited. That's what both of these pictures are in my head. It's when they reunite, especially the first one, because you can see, like, the background. You can see, like, how baggy her sweater is on her, because they talk about how she's lost so much weight. Yeah. His hand is bandaged. (laughs) Aw. I Yeah, I I love that I got this chapter because I love this moment where they finally get to reunite after so long. And yeah, these pictures are like perfect for it. Yeah, my sister Lindsay is very jealous because she wanted these chapters really bad. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Lindsay. (laughs) Uh, But that's just because she really loves like uh, the like reunion scene between the two of them. And she loves Wolf like yelling at poor tiny Winter and we'll get to him. We'll get to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, this second one is from LSO9272 on Tumblr. Great name. Um, and it's similar. It's the scene where Scarlet and Wolf are reunited. And it makes me so happy. And I love that you can see, like, in this one, it's kind of a close-up. So you can see, like, his ears and his scars and his, like, yeah. notable chin. <laughs> and you can almost see, like, the wolf-likeness to him. Yeah. Which I like, when I picture Wolf, I almost never picture him actually Wolf-like. So, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what he'd probably actually look like. (laughs) It's so weird. Like, I have a perfect picture in my head, but, like, I don't know how to explain it out loud. Oh, yeah. I'm the same way with books. (laughs) Like, I can tell you, like, in my head, I know exactly what, like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione look like. But, like, they look like no other people on this earth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Drew's really good at the fan casting. I do not have that gene. Maybe we should do a fan casting episode. Oh, yes. I have had people that are like, if you could play any role in Lunar Chronicles, what would it be? And I'm like, producer. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a good actress. I'm definitely not good enough to be any of these 16-year-old characters. And I don't want to be Lavana or Sybil, which are the only ages I could be. But I would love to be a producer. And be like, yeah. better not take this scene out. It was in the book and I want it. Like, correct them anytime <laughs> they mess up with stuff. That would be my favorite job. Yeah. That could be a job. Every book that gets turned into a movie or TV series, hire like 20 fans of the book and just listen when they say, don't take it out. It's important. Just listen. Yeah. <laughs> 
that one uh, make the world a better place. <laughs> so you can follow both those artists on Tumblr, Instagram, and DeviantArt.com. I will have to do a clip from Future Bethany for Chapter 31 title because I am going to my mom's soon for a couple of gotcha. days. So I'm pre-recording a bunch of episodes. So Future Bethany will insert the Chapter 31 title here and then we'll come back. Chapter 31 is titled Head Above Water by Avril Lavigne. Bye, future Bethany. Thank you. (laughs) So chapter 32 of Winter is amazing. Last week we left off. Winter and Scarlet were escaping Luna. Jason was telling the queen, like, I did it. I killed her. I killed her, Andrew, you, and Scarlet. Can I have a different job? And she was like, "Mm, no. (laughs) But if you want, you can go home two hours early today. See you tomorrow. <laughs> so we're in Cinder's perspective. They've been holed up at Maha Shack for days. And it sounds kind of boring and lame. It kind of reminds me of those chapters where they were camping in Harry Potter, where they're just like <laughs> yeah, planning, but they don't like actually them. have plans. And they're like trying to move forward, but they don't actually have any way to do that. So they're just like hiding. Yeah. And all of us know like there's a special kind of crazy that comes with being cooped up in the same space with the if same Cody people for us anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, long amount of time. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. So I like that they're like communicating non-verbally so that they're not overheard. Like, and I love the idea of <laughs> Thorn and Cinder like bantering through charades. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So this is what they're doing. They're worried about Crest and Scarlet and Kai. There's not enough food. Uh, so they're like, ugh, oh, well, I hate her more now because everybody's starving. They need Crest to be able to uh, do anything, but they left her behind. It's too slow to start a grassroots movement, which is where you basically like tell a friend who tells a friend who tells a friend. Um, and Cinder is starting to feel kind of anxious because she... The more she's here, the more she sees that she wants to correct. Uh, low food rations, isolated from other people, overworked, horrible living conditions. These are all things that she wants to correct in the society that she wants to uh, rule and and save from Lavana. And instead of being able to do anything about it, she's just constantly reminded of things like, well, add that to the list. Yeah, and I do appreciate this part that's like kind of her realizing why she needs to be the leader too because she's like well I don't want to be a princess kind of before this but now she's like oh I can rule I can help people not just tell them what to do I can actually help them right and that makes a big difference yeah yeah and that's part of why um it's important for wolf to be there because with wolf she has access to to Maha and with Maha she sees in a very direct way how they live not just how they're treated but like how they live where they live yeah. what their home is like what their day-to-day interactions are like what their work schedule and workload is like what their uh, work environment is like what access to resources that they have or lack of for that matter um, and so I think this is actually a really valuable experience for her because before she may have known that they were like isolated and mistreated and maybe um a little under cared for but she can physically see it now yeah while they're there at the house a holograph of amory park pops up for a mandatory message good people of luna 
he said. Please stop what you are doing and listen to this announcement. I am afraid we have tragic news to impart. Earlier today, Her Royal Highness, Princess Winter Hale Blackburn, stepdaughter of Her Majesty the Queen, was found murdered in the Royal Menagerie. Cinder's brow furrowed, and she traded frowns with her companions. She knew little about the princess, only that she was said to be beautiful and the people loved her, which must mean Lavanna hated her. She had heard of the princess's scarred face, a punishment inflicted by the queen herself, or so the rumors went. We are reviewing security footage in an attempt to bring the murderer to justice, and we will not rest until our beloved princess is avenged. Though our devoted queen is devastated at this loss, she wishes to proceed with her wedding ceremony as scheduled, so we might have joy in this time of sadness. A funeral procession for her highness will be scheduled for the coming weeks. Princess Winter Hale Blackburn will be missed by us all, but never forgotten. The princess was murdered. Not just did she die, but she was murdered. And nobody's going to get that reference, but <laughs> but yeah, she was murdered and they don't actually have information as to why she was murdered, but Cinder's like, I mean, she was beautiful and Lavana hated her. So why wouldn't she kill her? Yeah. I'm like, when I like think about it, it's kind of strange that she chose to specifically say that Winter was murdered. Like you feel like there would be other ways to explain her death that are less suspicious. I don't know. I mean, why did they have to come out and be like, she was murdered? Yeah. Because also you would think that they would try to hide that part, right? Right, yeah. You don't want people to find out that Jason did it because then he would say like, well, I did it on the queen's orders. Right, or like the people are like, oh, she was murdered. Bet it was the queen. Right. Because also... Everyone is going to think it's the queen because the queen already, like, already physically harmed Winter. She's already been known. That's why Winter has those three famous scars. So, like, everybody already knows that the queen hates her and is out for her. And then she's just murdered right before the queen's wedding. And then the queen is like, but we're still going (laughs) to get married. But I guess it's kind of a testament to to how how much Lavana is losing it. Yeah. Because she's, like, losing – she knows she's losing her grip on her people, and she's just, like, is slipping up, basically. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I also think that um, – I don't know. I also think that this is her way of telling – the people that like no one is safe and even if there is a girl pretending to be Celine, if I can kill the princess right under your nose, this girl doesn't have a chance. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's a good point. We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Yeah, and I think I think it's great that it's Amory delivering this message. Like, there's something really symbolic about Amory being like, marry me, and her being like, mm, I don't want to. And then him getting to be the one that's like, <laughs> she was murdered. 
Yeah. Because you know, like, he's very smug about the fact that he gets to be the one to say this stuff. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So Cinder admits to the reader that Thorin is taking the loss of Cress very hard. And she kind of wonders if Thorin has feelings for Cress, which I wrote, duh, in my notes because (laughs) people are blind. Um. (laughs) <laughs> what gave it away? The kiss on the rooftop in the middle of the battle? Um, <laughs> or like, yeah, how upset he is. Yeah, how he held her in the spaceship while she cried over her phantom father. Like, how he how he hid her and, re- and saved her above everybody else. How he protected yeah. her with his own body when they were in the, when they first arrived to Luna and they were in the ship, he like shields her with his whole body from all the lunars and thaumaturgs just showing up. Like which one of these things gave it away? <laughs> I just want to open is. my eyes and see you. Aww. They're so cute. Thank you. So before we can really dive into why Cinder thinks there might be something special between Thorn and Cress, Wolf pops his head up. He's very alert and he sniffs the air and then like just bolts out of there. Just GTFO so fast. (laughs) And I love that so much because Cinder's just like, wait, what? Like what is happening? Do I need my gun? Should I hide? It's like the image of the, like the dog when it sees a squirrel, like immediately he's like, something's happening. I picture my own dogs kind of because one of my dogs is we often think of him as like a cartoon character because he's very bouncy (laughs) and energetic and he um, is always like smiling or he looks really sad. That's like he only has those two expressions because he's got a beagle face. Um, Uh But when he's walking, especially in a new area, he is nose down, ass up and just in like a weird zigzag following his nose everywhere he goes. Kind of like Scooby. Um, (laughs) So I always picture like a Scooby-Doo type of situation, you know, where it's like the senses are coming alive and you're like, you're, you're engaging with your inner animal and your instincts have kicked in and you're just like, what is it? I got this. (laughs) Yes. So now we um, cut forward. We're in Scarlet's perspective. Her and Winter are there. They finally arrived in the outer sector. I talked about this in the last episode, but like, I love the idea. This is Scarlet's plan. I love the idea of Scarlet, like showing up at the house of these people and being like, hi, I'm Scarlet. I'm an earthen. Um, I'm kind of in love with your son. I mean, we're not like boyfriend, girlfriend. Well, we are. Well, we're not. It's like this weird alpha situation. Oh, this is the princess. Um, the blood is not <laughs> right. hers, though. Like, a promise she said. Could we actually come inside and talk about this? Like, I love the idea of her plan is just to show up and be like, hey, I'm in love with your son, but I have no way of proving it. He loves me back, but I have no way of proving it. Uh, Wolf, not Rand, because Rand's dead. That's a whole other story. I'll get to it later. Um the yeah. princess and I need sanctuary, and I promise the blood's not hers. And also, um, his mom wouldn't know that his name is Wolf, right? Because that's not his real name, right? She'd have to. She'd have to be like, <laughs> she'd be like who's Wolf? Like, I'm very confused here. Because also, even in the series, like. Even Scarlet calls him Wolf. Every once in a while she says Zayev, but for the most part, his yeah. name is Wolf. And right, I love yeah. the idea but his mom that, like, because, you know, in theory, Maha would have lots of questions, right? Like, she would want to know yeah. what her son is doing. And yeah. 
And getting to this point, she would, you know, Scarlet would be like, oh, well, um, he's not really a soldier anymore. Have you seen his brother? Yeah, that's, oh, that's uh. a bad story. Maybe I should let Wolf tell you that one. Like, just so much that she would have to convey. And all on top of this, just being like, well, we're kind of like, not soulmates, but like an alpha star mate situation. <laughs> just be like, so you're his girlfriend? I don't know. <laughs> we haven't DTR yet. Uh. <laughs> but instead, she doesn't have to because Wolf finds her first. I absolutely love that Wolf like attacks Winter. Like, obviously, I don't love that he like attacks Winter, but I think it's so funny that he like sees the jacket, smells the jacket, and is just like, Who the hell are you? I was hoping to see it, Scarlet. Right. Yeah. And also, like, just from Scarlet's perspective, perspective, everyone talks about how beautiful Winter is, right? But he's like, Who are you? I don't care about you. <laughs> I don't even, it doesn't even, even like. Scarlet was blushing when she first her. met Winter. Yeah. Yeah. But Wolf doesn't and care. He's like, Yeah. Could not care less. He is all about Scarlet. I love it. So Winter is kind of scared. And Scarlet is like, uh, actually, I am Scarlet. But she's scared that it's a hallucination. And he approaches her and she's like, no, wait, don't. I smell really bad. And he's like, as if I care about that. <laughs> I love that he doesn't care. He doesn't care that someone nope. else is there and that she's gorgeous beyond compare. So gorgeous that Thorn thinks it's a lie. He doesn't care that Scarlet is filthy and disgusting and stinks and hasn't had a bath in three months. He's just like, I missed you so much. And she's like, I haven't brushed my teeth in a hundred days. And he's like, kiss, 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 kiss. (laughs) Yeah. Which like, I always think about that on Survivor when um, so every so often a romance pops up and they like start kissing and you're like, they haven't brushed their teeth in so long. Like that's got to be so gross. I mean, you would think it would be pretty gross. So they have to prove to each other that they're not lunars, which is so cute. They say like, oh, well, when I tried to shoot you, I I think I was falling in love with you. And he's like, when you jumped on that bar stool that first time I met you, I was like, yes, that's my girl. And I'm like, weird love story. And she would have had to explain this to his parents and try to make it sound like love. Like, come on. Yeah. It's like when you're on the outside um, so- of something and you don't realize how insane it sounds. Right, yeah. So I almost shot him, and that's when I knew I loved him. <laughs> yeah, he told me to aim for his head or his stomach. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I know how to get rid of you. <laughs> I love that Aiko is, like, all dreamy and stuff because I'm like, me too. I'm swooning right yeah. now. This is beautiful. <laughs> Thorn whistles, which is super cute, but he's also like, um, has anybody fed you? last like three months because her clothes are hanging off of her because she's had such lack of access to food yeah poor little thing this is when um winter makes herself known by singing and staring (laughs) and i love that they're all mesmerized because she's gorgeous except wolf who couldn't care less and then thorn is like i'm gonna shoot you if you don't drop your glamour because no one could possibly look that beautiful and perfect. Uh, quite the light trigger finger, Thorne. It's <laughs> like, I'm going to shoot you. Right? Very trigger happy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where the chapter ends. Um, basically, 
Well, not necessarily where it ends, but that's kind of like the last yeah. big thing that happens. I do like when Thorne yeah. says, do we have a boarding house for misplaced royals? Because I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. And basically, Scarlet is like, Jason saved us and got us out. Winter is like, you're the queen. Let me bow to you. And Cinder is like, oh, awkward. And then they're like, we have to go inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and I like... um how she thinks the metal hand is made of ashes, which is just, you know, also a throwback to her being Cinderella, right? In the ashes. And well, and that she was burned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the, and the winter is a little whoopy. Yeah. Precious winter. This is a good chapter. Yeah. Hello, everybody. I'm Megan. And I'm Samantha. With Literary Lushes. And we want to tell you about our podcast. Join us every other week as we dive into a sci-fi or fantasy novel where we also drink cocktails inspired by the novel. We post YouTube videos of us making the cocktails. And a lot of the times we even have the authors on, including Dennis E. Taylor, Marissa Myers, and even Angela Roquet. So join us because you don't want to miss the podcast that's been described as not taking ourselves too seriously. And with that, we say stay Stay lively lively with your your libation. So what was your chapter title for this one? Um, I debated between two. Um, I first thought of uh, (laughs) The Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News, uh, which is from uh, Back to the Future. Um, And then, but I went with I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton, just because I love that emotional swell. And like, to me, it like the um, the music like matches that emotional swell mm-hmm. of like um wolf and scarlet finally reuniting and they're just talking about how they love each other and stuff so it's beautiful. those were that was my pick so i got two i picked i think he knows by tay tay <laughs> i just love the line that especially gets me is i ain't gotta tell him i think he knows because yeah, they don't have to say they love each other. We all just know. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also picked We Belong Together by Mariah Carey, which is my favorite Mariah Carey song. Um, and the lyrics are just perfection as far as I'm concerned for this song. When you left, I lost a part of me. It's still so hard to believe. <sighs> we belong together. Perfect. Who am I going to lean on when times are rough? And who's going to talk to me until the sun comes up? No one's going to take your place. Like, you're it, dude. You're the best. Mm, and I, just I love, love it. it. Yeah. But they're happy and they're back together and that's what matters. Yes, I know. For now. For now. <laughs> Who knows what's going <laughs> to happen next, Marissa. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your quote for this one? Um, it was, let me toggle. (laughs) So it's Wolf's, he goes, I smelled you. (laughs) Wolf was grinning so wide she could see the sharp teeth he normally tried to hide. It had been a long time since she'd seen him so happy. I just love when he's just like, I smelled you. Like, I could smell you. (laughs) He just is so in tune to her. Cause, Cause, he knows what she smells like, right? Yep. Yeah. I love that. Like, almost that's an intimate part of their relationship, though. Like, I love that. That part of their relationship is like, well, I know what she smells like. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I also like the part of the quote where he was grinning so wide she could see the sharp teeth he normally tried to hide. Um, Because I just think that's so endearing where, like, a guy, like, is normally a shit. There's something that he normally, like, kind of tries to hide or something. Or feels, like, self-conscious about. But that he's, like, so freaking happy that he doesn't even care. (laughs) I think that's one of the things I love most about their relationship is, like, a lot of people, I think, especially when a relationship is new, um, how do I say that? You put your best foot forward. Yeah. You know? And Wolf and Scarlet are just like, no, this is it, dude. Mm -hmm. This is me. At my worst, at my best, this is who I am. Yeah. And I I love that so much about that relationship because I think that's what's great about being married or being in a long-term relationship is at a certain point, the boundaries are gone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You are with this person 24-7 and especially after COVID, like what boundaries are left? Yeah, we always joke that like COVID counts for two years of marriage. (laughs) Well, and then also um, I was hospitalized pretty quickly into our marriage too. So like he saw me and then I was fairly sick in between and after that too. So like he saw me at my lowest of lows and like kind of that thing of like, yeah, you've seen me at the very bottom of the pits. Like we're going to get through this because we know we can handle it. (laughs) All the mess. (laughs) I mean, that's one of the things that I think is great about a long-term relationship is being able to Mm -hmm. trust that person and be like, well, this is what happened. And that person, you know, that person is going to be like, gross, be right there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So my quote was, that was the moment I started to fall in love with you. I don't necessarily agree. I don't necessarily think that Wolf was like, this girl, I am in love But I think it's a sweet moment, and I like the sentiment of him trying to prove who he is and why he loves her. Um, Yeah. I think he may have – that was, like, an infatuation moment, but I don't for sure know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, So this week, there was two Easter eggs. The bonus word, hair, appeared nine times, and we have a return of Captain. We haven't seen Captain in a while. Um, next week we're going to cut, not next week. I keep doing that. I'm sorry, you guys, two years of saying next week in two <laughs> weeks, cause I do every other week now in two weeks, we're going to cover chapters 33 and 34. Dari, tell people where they can find you on social media if they would like to do so. Um, you can follow my personal account, which is Dari Elise, which is my name and then L-I-S-E. Um, and that's my personal account. And then I also have my bookstagram, which is Dari's Bookshelf. Um, my name is spelled D-A-U-R-A-E. Um, and those are my two main channels. Yay! Thank you so much for having me on. This has been so much fun. I'm glad. And maybe you can come back for another one in the future. Or we can just talk. I, we'll just gab about books forever. I will happily. Um, <laughs> yes, I I love the winter and I love the Lunar Chronicles and I also love every other book that Marissa's written. Um, so any other book too. <laughs> There'll be plenty of books from Marissa to talk about. Yeah. Do you know what you're going to do next, or have you not decided yet? We are going to go in publication order. So, okay. Um, well, kind of actually, I guess we're going to do all of Lunar Chronicles, including Stars Above. And then I'm also going to go ahead and do the short COVID story that she wrote because I think that's fun. I need to read that. I actually haven't read that. It's so good. Yeah. I I don't know why I didn't 
I didn't catch it when it came out, so I need to go back and read that. Because I've read all of Stars Above. Yeah. That we're going to read the short story she wrote in Because You Love to Hate Me, which is a little like sea monster story. Or not sea monster, sea witch short story. Oh, yeah. I've read that one. Um, I love that book. Yeah, it's really good. And I'm super excited because yeah. I feel like that kind of keeps in line with the retelling vibe. Yeah, um, yeah, it does. Yeah. So after that, we're going to read Heartless, and then we will read the short story that she has in A Tyranny of uh, Petticoats. Also very good. Yeah. Then we're going to do the Renegade series, then Instant Karma, then Gilded, and probably Cursed because it'll be out in by then, which because that'll be like five years from now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think in between Instant Karma and Gilded, I'll probably do her short story from Serendipity. Um, oh yeah yeah uh and then whatever Uh, she writes after that because i know she's gonna write something yep cursed is coming this year i'm so excited for it yeah i it was really funny because when she was doing that uh, announcing the title i sent it to drew and i was like i bet it's cursed and he's like i don't think so and then i knew it was gonna be cursed cursed. like basically from the beginning when people were first start well i don't know about when people the instagram the pot, the Patreon Discord channel is a hot mess of information, and when we go down like rabbit holes and theories, we get kind of chaotic, and it's awesome. Um, and we spent like five days trying to figure out the title, and I forget who came up with it. I think it was Taylor. I think it was Renegade Anarchist. Um, but one of us was like, "What if it's cursed?" And the rest of us were like, "Yes, that's exactly what it is." And then it wasn't for another like three months that she announced what the what the sequel title was going to be so by the time it came out we were like wait what did we decide on i think we decided on curses no we decided on curse because it's gilded and cursed like yeah i'm super excited and um if anybody hasn't read gilded yet go to it and uh go straight to the acknowledgement page (laughs) (laughs) i was so excited so drew hadn't told me about that because i think he already knew and I was like, Bethany's name is here. <laughs> he is such a good friend because he yeah. had the advanced copy and he didn't tell me. And I was messaging him while oh, I was wow. reading the advanced copy. And I got to the end of the book and I messaged him and I was like, how could you not tell me to read the acknowledgement part? And he was like, I didn't want to take that moment away from you. And I was like, okay, but I'm so happy right now. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> So I think That's Drew. Awesome. Knew, I think Drew was the first person in my like circle of friends that knew about it. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because he, because he and I both got the eARC, and then I was caught up in reading other things. So I actually waited until it came out um, to read it, not intentionally. It's just the way that kind of worked out. Um, but I probably will not have the same happen for a curse. If I can get that sucker early, I am reading it. <laughs> So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And I'm glad I got to talk to you and get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, me too. Readers, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and return in two weeks so that we can talk about chapters 33 and 34 of Winter. We are slowly making our way through this book, but there's almost 100 chapters. So we're we're still not quite there yet. It's so long. It's so long. Until next time, keep reading, keep listening, and don't get glamored. Bye. Bye. The chapters discussed today are from Winter by Marissa Meyer, and the audio clips were from Rebecca Solaire's performance of Winter by Macmillan Audio. 
This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger, and today's special guest was Dari. The intro-outro music was composed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Sunlit Tangles on Instagram. Thank you for listening. You are getting sleepy. Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. It's not working, Harold. People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit InspireSleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com.